Do you find that your relationships are affected by poor boundaries and self-esteem? Or do you perhaps have too many boundaries and too much self-esteem? If so, this episode is for you. We will be diving into common issues that arise so that you can be on the lookout for these patterns in your relationships. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Johnson. Every week on this show, I'll help you face life challenges with evidence-based approaches, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. No matter where you land between too much or too little when it relates to boundaries and self-esteem, we want to avoid these patterns as they cause problems when we try to form mutually beneficial relationships. To help us understand relationship patterns and behaviors, we'll outline the relationship grid developed by therapist Terry Reel, which is a useful way to conceptualize where your primary maladaptive relationship style trends. In this model, the horizontal axis represents boundaries and the vertical axis represents self-esteem. Don't worry if you're a visual learner. You can view the show notes for this episode on QDT or visit my Instagram at kindmindpsych for a visual representation. First up, let's start with the vertical axis, which measures self-esteem. The top of the axis is grandiosity, or one up, and the bottom is toxic shame, or one down. Shame and grandiosity are not opposite emotions. Instead, they are the same emotion pointed in opposite directions. When the focus is outward, we will show contempt towards others. The grandiose person feels superior, better than, godlike, and sees themselves as worth more than another person or group of people. You are being grandiose when you look down your nose at someone. Grandiosity means regarding someone judgmentally, not by their actions, but by character-based judgments. For example, calling someone a moron or disgusting. You may also see grandiose people use cuss words to describe people or engage in offensive slurs for various groups of people. Grandiosity can also give a person a sense of entitlement or the feeling that they're above the law. Toxic shame is when this contempt is pointed inward. As opposed to appropriate shame, which is when it makes sense to feel bad about something based on your actions, toxic shame is how we make ourselves feel less than. In many ways, we can treat ourselves like we are disgusting or unfit to be around other humans. Many of the things that a grandiose person would say to others, a person filled with toxic shame will say to themselves. When we are filled with toxic shame, we see ourselves as inherently flawed and defective. We believe that we are worthless and that our needs are always secondary to everyone else. In essence, you have too much shame if you land on the toxic shame sides of things and too little shame if you land on the grandiose area. On the horizontal axis of the boundary line, we have walled off and boundaryless. As Terry Real writes, when you are boundaryless, you are connected but not protected. When you are behind a wall, 
You are protected, but not connected. Neither condition is intimate. Those that are boundaryless have never developed healthy boundaries. If you are boundaryless, you end up being too susceptible to emotional contagion. You soak up everything everyone else is feeling and can easily become overwhelmed. You may depend on external validation to an inappropriate degree, which can lead to impulsive behaviors to avoid abandonment or relationship impairments. You may also be prone to taking things personally. You're so afraid of getting hurt or being engulfed by others' experiences that you put up a labyrinth of walls that makes it impossible for anyone to get close to you. Essentially, on this axis, you either have too little boundaries or too many. Now that we understand the two axes of the relationship grid, let's take a look at the four quadrants they create. Knowing which quadrant you exist in can help explain how you approach relationships. Bottom left, walled off and shameful. In its most extreme form, this quadrant is represented by resignation and depression. People in this quadrant typically feel so terrible about who they are that they often don't feel as though they're worthy of connection with other people. They put a wall between themselves and others because they're ashamed about what others might discover if they really got to know who they are. They assume that others would despise them, so they've resigned themselves to this fact. They might engage in pessimistic thinking about their ability to connect to others. For example, this relationship isn't going to work anyway. Why should I put myself out there? And even if I did... I don't really deserve love. People in this quadrant might present as withdrawn, disengaged, or depressed. Essentially, they end up being a bench warmer, sitting on the sidelines of life and never really getting on the field. Upper left, walled off and grandiose. In its most extreme form, this quadrant is represented by meanness and entitlement. This person feels like they are above others. This type might believe that they are always right and seek the last word. They tend to be defensive, indifferent, and critical of others. They may also be snobbish, elitist, racist, and passive-aggressive. In general, they think their poo smells like roses and are mean-spirited and cruel. Unfortunately, people who primarily land in this quadrant will not see themselves as the problem, despite the fact that living in this way leads to a very lonely existence. Upper right, boundaryless and grandiose. In its most extreme form, this quadrant is represented by control and violence. This is a maladaptive style that can lead to abuse in relationships. This type of person will push it to the line and often cross it, not only to keep the relationship, but also to get their needs met. Signature features may include being controlling, retaliation, verbal attacks, lashing out in anger, 
impulsiveness, and being reactionary, all of which can be taken to the extreme with violence and abuse. They are determined to keep the relationship at all costs and often feel justified in using these behaviors because they feel victimized by their partner. What they don't often realize is these extreme behaviors are what causes others to want to run for the hills and don't actually bring any intimacy into the relationship. Lower right, boundaryless and shameful. In its most extreme form, this quadrant is represented by desperation and neediness. This is the classic codependent, the people pleaser, the enabler. People in this quadrant might present as needy, clingy, and as though they would do anything to get someone to love them. They are desperate for others to affirm them and are constantly in pursuit of this validation from others. They could be manipulative and attention-seeking in their attempts to keep the relationship at all costs. This is half of the pursuer-distancer dynamic. People can become overwhelmed by the pursuer's constant needs and will attempt to create distance, which only leads to the pursuer trying harder to get their needs met. The problem is that no one can truly satisfy these needs in a healthy manner. After hearing all of this and understanding the relationship grid, you may be wondering what healthy boundaries and self-esteem look like. As in most things in life, you are seeking the middle path between all of these extremes. If you find that you are in a shameful state, look for opportunities to build yourself up and be vulnerable when it's safe to do so. This can take many forms, but you could use positive affirmations or engage in activities that make you feel like a capable person. You may also reveal something about yourself to a close friend or partner that you assume might invoke them to reject you. Most likely, they will not do so if it's a healthy relationship. If you are in a grandiose state, attempt to take the viewpoints of others into consideration, practice being non-judgmental, and practice non-violent communication. If you are walled off, try getting uncomfortable. Look for opportunities to be authentic with those around you. If you are boundaryless, take a step back and consider what your boundaries are in a situation. If you can't think of any, ask yourself what common boundaries someone might have in this situation. Remember, we want to avoid the extremes in all of these quadrants as they lead to problems in our ability to connect with others in mutually satisfying ways. Tell me where you typically fall on the relationship grid or what types of people you tend to fall for on the relationship grid that causes problems for you. Let me know in the comments on Instagram at KindMindPsych, via my email at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com, or leave a voicemail at 929-256-2191. The Savvy Psychologist is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg, with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis, 
Our assistant manager is Emily Miller, and our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Follow Savvy Psychologist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for this episode of Savvy Psychologist. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.